Hi, I'm Ahwan, a junior doctor, and this is I Revise Ophthalmology, the medical revision podcast that's easy to listen to. In this week's episode, we'll be covering age-related macular degeneration. Don't forget to download the visual aid for this episode, and you can find that in the link in the description box above. Age-related macular degeneration is a condition where there's gradual degenerative changes of the macula that leads to irreversible loss of vision. And you may have already guessed, but as the name suggests, this is associated with ageing and it's the leading cause of blindness in the UK for people aged over 60. The etiology of age-related macular degeneration, or ARMD as we'll call it, is multifactorial and some of the risk factors include age, ethnicity, and it's more common in Caucasian populations, family history, smoking, hypertension, a diet high in fat intake, certain drugs such as aspirin, and other risk factors including sunlight exposure, having blue eyes, females are at greater risk than males, and previous cataract surgery. Let's recap some relevant anatomy. So you might recall from the anatomy episode that the macula is an area that contains the highest concentration of cone cells, which means it's responsible for the high visual acuity that you have, and any damage to the macula can result in loss of central vision, and you can get something called a central scotoma. In the centre of the macula, there's a depression or a dip, which is called the fovea. So in ARMD, there's the presence of something called drusen, which are small yellow deposits in the retina. And this is buildup of extracellular material between Brooks membrane and the retinal pigment epithelium, which is within the eye. And the drusen are made up of lipids and proteins, and there's something that can occur naturally with age, so you'd expect to see them in older people. In ARMD, you can get hard drusen and soft drusen, and we'll look at the differences between these. ARMD can be classified into either dry or wet, and it's staged using something called the Age-Related Eye Disease Study Classification and this is a helpful guide for clinicians in the management of patients with ARMD. A key difference between dry and wet ARMD is that in wet ARMD, you get choroidal neovascularization, which means that you get formation of new deviant blood vessels. And this is caused by the release of something called vascular endothelial growth factor, or we call it VEGF for short and these new blood vessels aren't good because they're leaky and they can cause visual loss through exudative leakage or hemorrhage.
and that's why visual loss is usually more rapid and can lead to more significant visual loss in wet ARMD. Dry ARMD is more common. There's no neovascularization and it's non-exudative, which is why it's called dry. Dry ARMD progresses slowly and the degenerative changes occur over years usually. And the progress is monitored by the number and size of the drusen that you might see. However, remember that the appearance of the retina doesn't always correlate with the patient's visual acuity. Patients usually complain of gradual loss of vision and eventually they'll lose significant parts of their central vision and like I've mentioned, this is called a central scotoma. Vision's normally affected in both eyes but you can get asymmetrical symptoms. And early on, patients might complain of a blurry vision and they may get distortion of their vision where straight lines appear curvy. Sudden onset of symptoms, which progress rapidly, should ring alarm bells to you that it, this is wet ARMD and you should refer them to a specialist urgently for assessment and treatment. When these patients present to you, you should always take a look at the back of their eyes to examine the retina for any of the signs that we've spoken about. On examining the macula, you might also notice some macular hypopigmentation. In late ARMD, you will see some geographic atrophy. It's always important to assess the visual field in these patients to see what the extent of their visual loss is. And I already mentioned that the patients can get visual distortion and this can be picked up by using something called an Ansler grid. These patients who attend eye clinic will have some imaging carried out. They'll get an OCT, which is a high resolution 3D picture of the retina and it provides information on the layers of the retina. You can also get angiography with fluorescein or endocyanine green. These are different dyes. And this is crucial to help visualize any choroid or neovascularization or any hemorrhage that might have occurred in wet ARMD. And if this is picked up, it will require some treatment. Unfortunately, age-related macular degeneration has no cure, but patients should receive advice and support with modification of lifestyle factors to help slow down any progression of the disease. And these patients require regular follow-up and monitoring in a specialist clinic. In dry age-related macular degeneration, patients should be encouraged to take antioxidant and vitamin supplements, usually with things like vitamin C, vitamin E, beta-carotene, zinc, copper, lutein and zexanthine. Patients can also be provided with low vision refractory aids and they can also be registered as visually impaired. These things can be helpful early on, but they'll be of little benefit in late ARMD or in wet ARMD.
So in wet ARMD, you need urgent and aggressive intervention and it's usually managed by first-line treatment with intravitreal anti-vascular endothelial growth factor, so intravitreal anti-VEGF. This usually means a course of injections and of course there are risks associated with intravitreal injections. These risks could be things like chemosis, which is edema of the conjunctiva, or endophthalmitis, which is something we spoke about during the cataracts episode, or retinal detachment. Other treatments for wet ARMD include things like laser photocoagulation and photodynamic therapy. There are some new therapies that have been developed for end-stage disease, such as an implanted lens system, which are personalised to each individual patient. So here we are once again at the test yourself portion of the episode. I'm going to be asking you five questions and don't worry if you don't know the answers. You can always go back and listen to the episode again. Question one. What is Drusen? Question two. Can you name any risk factors for age-related macular degeneration? Question 3. What are the two different types of ARMD and what's the key difference between these? Question 4. What kind of visual symptoms might you get in age-related macular degeneration and how could you test this? Question 5. What conservative management options might you recommend to a patient in dry ARMD? Good job for getting through those questions. If you got a few of them wrong, don't worry about it. Just go back and listen to the episode again and try again. Let's go through the answers. Question one, what is drusen? So drusen are yellow deposits under the retina. They're tiny yellow or white accumulations of extracellular material that builds up between Brooks membrane and the retinal pigment epithelium and they're made up of lipids and proteins and they're something that can occur naturally with age. Question two, can you name any risk factors for ARMD? Like we said, it's multifactorial and there's many risk factors including age, ethnicity, family history, smoking, hypertension. Question three, what are the two different types of age-related macular degeneration and what's the key difference between them? Well, there's wet and there's dry and the key difference is that in wet ARMD you get neovascularization, there's sudden onset of symptoms and it's rapidly progressive. Question four. 
What kind of visual symptoms might you get in ARMD and how would you test for this? Patients will complain of visual distortion, so straight lines will seem curvy to them and you can test for this using something called an Ansler grid. Question 5. What conservative management options might you recommend in dry ARMD? So things that you might recommend to them is to take antioxidant and vitamin supplements with vitamins such as vitamin C, E, beta carotene, zinc, copper and lutein. You can give patients low visual refractory aids and you can also recommend them to register themselves as visually impaired. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of I Revise Ophthalmology. I hope that you found it helpful and interesting. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, then tell your friends. And join me in next week's episode where we'll be covering another core ophthalmology topic. Don't forget to share and subscribe. See you next time.